Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by Adventures in Ministry, found at the website, adventuresinministry.com, and also the free app. Over 20,000 people use it. Why shouldn't you, too? Welcome to the John and Paul Show. I am Paul Sperlin. I almost said John Sperlin. I am Paul Sperlin. John with me, as always. My good buddy, my good friend, my partner in crime, uh, John Podine. <laughs> <laughs> across campus and probably closer than you think uh, to myself. Welcome to the show. John, how are you doing today, my friend? My brother, I'm doing good. It sounds like you need some sleep a little bit here, um, a little bit to kind of uh, – uh, We I, I understand we're family and everything like this, but I didn't realize – you know, well, you know, I was part of this Berlin Facebook page, group page, remember? I don't – really? Yeah, you know so I joined the family page and all that, but doing well. Pledge week's coming to the end. Um, we haven't had any anybody uh, die yet, so that's great for me. And uh, of course, this is rough night tonight, so that could be a different story when we get at the end of that one. But you know, um, glad this week has come to an end. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, of course, um, being a sponsor for Kappa, my club. Um, you know, those those guys have made me proud. Got some good things this week. They're fixing to come in here in a little while and do some work here around the church building. So um uh proud yeah, of those guys. Yeah. Lambda came in earlier this morning, did some great stuff. So um everybody I see, everything's going really well. I'm really proud of them. I know you are everything too. is go yeah, everything's going good. They're making me proud and and uh you know, I just try to get right in the middle of it. You see it last night I was in a a human knot that they had to try to work on and get out of um, uh, with 80 side, you know, because some of our smaller clubs, for those who are listening, um, who's come to Faulkner before, they, you know, they're all doing really well. All the clubs are, uh, for the most part, doing really well. And, and Brad, I, I, now I do got to stick up a cap, but they do have more than two pledges. Um, so I, I got to stick up for them, and um, they are actually doing very well. And so uh, yeah, we can't we can't make comments on what Brent says anymore. He's already lost that Brett because he's, he's lost that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, did you watch any football last night? Well, Paul, no. I'll be honest, I did not watch any football. I had to watch highlights of the game because or both of the games um, because of the pledge week going on. I was riding around on a golf cart. Mm. But uh, but but two big games, two big wins. Um, for Denver and for Clemson, I, I'm just happy to see that Clemson won a game that they normally would have lost in before, where in previous years, where their games they should have won, but they've lost. Hey, they pulled it out. They pulled it out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe this could be the year that Clemson maybe makes a little bit of noise. May have to look at them. Maybe possibly reviving my uh, revising my top four, which it is re- revised already. I have to talk about that <laughs> near the end of the show. But no uh, th- if they keep playing like this, who knows? They could jump into John's top four. 
Well, I had Clemson in mine already, um, but I have dropped two of mine out. And yes, we definitely will have to look at that, reevaluate that <laughs> towards the yes, end. Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. Of it all. Uh, we do have a few um, news and notes we want to look at and talk about. Um, things that really popped um, in my mind as I was sort of viewing this on um, Sunday. I was, um, this doesn't happen often, but uh, I, was, I was ill Sunday. Um, had a stomach virus, so I had plenty of time to lay on the couch and watch some, some NFL football. And um, I was watching my boy uh, Amari Cooper, you know, putting up big bad 40, 40 yards um, against, uh, against the, the Bengals and um, watching this game. I, I, I noticed something. I saw it. I wasn't sure if I saw it right, but I think I did. And if you go back and watch the video, you will see it as well. Um, Adam Pac-Man needs to be in jail, Jones, um, after a play, ripped the helmet off of Amari Cooper and basically is – lunging Amari's head against the helmet. If you Google any part of that, you'll find it. You'll see the video. If you haven't heard about it, where have you been? Um, everybody's talking about it. Um, he was um, not ejected from the game, John. He was thrown a, a flag, which, as you pointed out later, was offsetting where they didn't even lose yards on that deal. Um, That's right. And it just bothers me so much. Now, uh, Roger Goodell, um, thanks to him, brought some sanity to the situation, um, has basically given him a $35,000 fine. Um, so um, to some young youth ministers, that's your full um, your salary. God bless. Um, but uh, nonetheless, that, that seems like a lot. But here's the whole kicker after that, and this is what really bugs me, is that uh, Jones, Adam Jones, said he's going to appeal. There's video information and video out there showing what you did what in the world will you appeal i love i love what um uh, and i'm gonna finish this up here this little segment in just a minute but i love what um uh oh birmingham guy what's his name um dunaway dunaway um yeah no no it was the dunaway he said this is what you need to do adam when you appeal and you go back to roger goodell he should say and I'm like, oh, I love it. He said, you're right. 35000 wasn't quite enough. How about 55000 How's that going? You want to peel it again? You know, it's almost like no. um, uh, w- w- uh, the Breakfast Club. You know, you got detention next Sunday. He says, okay. No, the next Sunday, okay. More and more and more. You want more and more and more. I mean, why would you appeal something that's obvious? What a crook. Well, here, here's the thing. And this is what really frustrates me about the NFL. And you know, I've talked about this privately, and, I, and I'm not getting into debates about who should be in the NFL and who shouldn't be in the NFL. But when you have people who do this, that is a, an assault with a deadly weapon. That's one of the things, even with, in baseball, that people have um, um, uh, questioned. You know, what if somebody gets hit with a pitch and they charge the man with a baseball bat? Well, that's considered assault with a deadly weapon. What's the difference in what he did in taking his head and, and driving it back into his helmet than it would be to taking some guy's head and bashing it against um, the concrete? There is no difference yeah. in my mind. And, and this uh-huh. guy, he should have been kicked out of the game. I understand it was offsetting penalties, and, and that's kind of you're following the rules of how it goes. This guy never should have been in the game. There were three guys watching him. And if I, I, I tell you this, if I was the Oakland Raiders, I would have went back and I would have come at him with everything I had and uh, underneath one of those giant piles and he wouldn't be coming out with, with eyelids or something because 
I, I can't believe he got away with it. And and only in, and I'm sorry. And Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell has been a PR nightmare for the last few years with the NFL and him trying to be, give out discipline and everything like this. I, I get it. Thirty-five thousand dollars. You just said it for a young youth, youth minister. That's a youth. That's a year's salary for somebody like Pac-Man Jones. Uh, let me just oh, let me pull that out of my wallet here. Um, I'm sorry. He should be suspended. He should be oh, suspended. Yeah. I, I don't even want him in the league. And, and the fact that they just let it go, uh, you know, I, I think you're about to see a change in the NFL and even people supporting hmm. the NFL because this has really just turned into um, the no prison the league. <laughs> the NBA. With, with a couple of um, good guys in there. Well, I don't know if you, you saw this, but um, on his way after the game, driving home, he was pulled over and arrested for intoxication and um, resisting arrest and all kinds of stuff, and he got off of that as well. But there was a video that was even of the interview uh, after the game, and Adam Jones sat right there on video and said, I don't know. I may do it again. And I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? This guy, wow. good night. I mean, how is this any different than what, what, what occurred you know, last what, couple of weeks ago, high school football in Texas, by spearing the, a, a ref in the back. I mean, it's it's an attack. Yeah, but what it does is this is why the people do what they did in that high school football game. It's because they're looking at these guys in the NFL, and even some within the college ranks. And we could talk about you know um, what Kelvin Taylor did when he scored a touchdown the other night, and Jim McElwain un- unleashed on him because of what he was That's doing. True. But here's what's happening. These kids are watching this stuff take place, and now what's going to happen when that happens in a high school football game because they saw Pac-Man Jones do that on, on, um, on TV. You know, where does this end? And it goes back to that whole age-old question that came back even when, when, when Barkley was, was back was in the NBA. And in those I was leagues, thinking that. And he yeah. said, I'm not a role model. Yes, sir, you are a role model because people are watching you because you have a responsibility to uphold. Just as much as you and I have, as, as ministers and everywhere we go out, sometimes it's unfair, but we understand that there is a, a sense in which ministers have to um, watch what they do, even if something may not be wrong, because you have people watching you. It's the exact right. same thing in the NFL, and, and it really just turns me off, and this is one reason I don't like the NFL and I don't watch it a lot, is because of stuff like this. I would rather watch the purity of the game for as mo- as good as it, it can be pure in college and even high school versus going up there and, and spending hundreds of dollars to go and watch these guys play and they belong in jail. Mm-hmm. If you Absolutely. and I were to do that on the, in the street here, here of Montgomery, if we were to walk on this campus and we do that on this campus, guess what? Major Johnson's going to come down, he's going to arrest us, and he's going to take us downtown like he should. That's right. That's but right. because it was on a football field, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This makes me sick, Paul. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you. I hate it. Um, but but well, you're exactly right. Um, if they see it happening, getting away with it on TV, why can't I? And uh, right. it's just sending a bad precedent. The whole, oh, man, the whole system's flawed. It's just, this is terrible. Oh, oh man. Well, um, there's that side of things. Now let's let's, let's switch it over. Um, getting into some other stuff here. We got football happening. Um, Clemson did um, 
swept by uh, Louisville last night. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this or you saw it. Uh, you said you didn't see it. I don't know if they replay the highlights. But uh, Petrino, um, the halftime um, exit, he's um, he's kind of been kind of a jerk to the um, to the girl that was interviewing him going off. And, of course, he was upset. He was behind, and he wasn't happy. But, um, you know, the, the same rule applies for coaches, you know, you know, there has to be a line of respect. You have to understand that you're in the, the limelight, and if you don't want to be in the limelight, you need to get out. You need to get out. Absolutely. So, anyway. Absolutely. And that yeah. goes back once again. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility because of the position you're in. Quit thinking because you're not Joe Blow on the street that you can get away with doing stuff. No, you can't. And and we have we have a responsibility to people who look up to us, just like with any other job that, that we may have. And you know, and I think, you know, I, I will say that's where you know, I'm I'm back talking about the McElwain thing. Um that's where I'm yeah. uh, what is your take McElwain on at least well do I do I think he should have done it how he did it, where he did it? No, I don't think he should. Of course I don't agree with him dropping the F bomb. However, I am glad to see somebody is standing up and, and everybody from psychologists, everybody was was trying to um, interpret what was taking place in the sidelines the other night and how he should not have demeaned him in front of his players. But let me tell you what that man did. Kelvin Taylor got out there and he says, uh, I was in the wrong. Coach Mack yeah, did, did what was right. And he said, I'm a better person for it today because of it. Now, do I agree with his method completely? No. Do I think he should have dropped the F-bombs like that? Of course not. But he is somebody that says, you have a responsibility for this. You have a responsibility to your team and quit being selfish. So in that sense, I don't have a problem with it, except I, I probably wouldn't have done it the way he – I wouldn't have done it the way he did it and with what he said. But, right. you know, he understood that there is a responsibility there. You know, just like you have your responsibility to your youth group and to your congregation, of course, ultimately to God, so do right. they. And we've got to get control over these attitudes that we have with our sports figures and thinking they're not role models and thinking they can do whatever they want to do. And maybe they're just juiced up too much and they're high intensity and they're just – because I know defensive players, they want them on the edge because when they're on the edge – then they can do whatever that they may not do when they're not on the edge. So I don't know. Maybe maybe um, we need a psychological evaluation of all of our NFL players. Oh yeah. Well, that's supposed to have already been done, but they're, apparently they're not keeping up as they should. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, there there definitely is that. Uh, anything else going on in um, current events that we need to discuss before we go straight into the other part of our discussion? I mean, Faulkner's 2-0 in football, ranked number five in the nation. Pretty awesome. They're off this weekend. They, they deserve it after being, traveling so much over the past couple of weeks. And big bad home game. First home game next Saturday, right? First home game next Saturday against Georgetown. Trust me, Georgetown does not like us, and we don't like them. So uh, hopefully it should be a raucous crowd coming out there. And Georgetown's actually 0-2. It's probably who knows how long it has been since Georgetown's been 0-2 because they're a perennial power generally in the NAIA. In fact, I think they were ranked number 11 going into this year. Well, they're not ranked in this latest poll. So, But um, 
I think the Mid-South Conference has four teams or three teams ranked in the top 25. Two others are along with Faulkner, and that's Reinhardt and Lindsey Wilson. So Lindsey Wilson's ranked number three, and we're ranked number five. So it says a lot about our conference, and it says uh, interesting to see what the rest of the season will uphold. Absolutely. Well, good, good, good job to the, to the Faulkner. Faulkner Eagles, excited for that. And I know campus will be rocking hopefully next weekend for the, for the first home game of the year. And I want to invite everybody to come out and be a part of that. Um, call admissions office. Um, ask for Neil Scott. I'm sure he'll hook you up with some good seats, good tickets, and a good opportunity to tailgate and hang out um, for any of our home games. Um, so we only have four this year, so make sure and, uh, and make your plans for that uh, right now. Um, so, um, John, let's get into um, let's get into some college football discussions. Um, uh, I know that we have some exposure talk. I'd like to mention that too. In fact, let me do that real quick before we get into the yeah, question okay. of last week's football. Um, uh, last week we talked about the $150 per person rate for um, exposure. Uh, I will say that uh, Veronica Conley and, I, and myself had a meeting with uh, Dennis Washington and Dwash uh, about the registration process, and let me tell you, it is completely different than it's ever been before. Um, it's going to be cleaner. It's going to be better. It's going to be um, it's going to be easier, and um, it's just going to be really cool. I, it's going to be a different interface for the website and everything. So prepare yourselves. It's going to be different, but I think it'll be more effective for everybody involved. So please, please keep that in mind. And also know there is no ticker. There is no time where we tell you, you know, this group is 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 in this hotel. This group is in that hotel. Um, you need to prepare yourself for the embassy suites. Uh, or the Spring Hill Suites, and if for some reason you're kicked back to the Marriott in this four-per room, then you'll have to go back later and readjust your rooms, how that works. So just keep that in mind as we get closer to time. So looking look forward to that. Everybody's excited about that as well. Oh, yeah. Paul, uh, as, as you and I talked about last week, I was in Calhoun, and, and they're already excited about going back to Huntsville, and, and they said, hey, they said, John, how do we get in the embassy suite? We want to make sure we're in the, in the embassy suite. So I said, registration opens October 1st. Be it signed <laughs> in and get your, get your money in. And then we will, everything will be good. That's absolutely right. All right. Well, that was your, uh, your exposure youth camp uh, minute. Uh, and now let's get in. John, let's talk about some reflection on, um, on some last week uh, football. What? What what was something that really stood out um, last week in college football? This is what stood out to me last week in college football. There's supposed to be great improvement over game one to game two, but it seems like um, I'm not sure. I don't want to say that people uh, regressed, but there's definitely seems to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, people come out and play these great games in game one and then get them to game two, and they look like, wow why are they even on the football field? And I wonder, and Paul, and this is something I was thinking about the other day as, as I was contemplating the regression of football teams in the, from week one to week two is, I wonder if now we're playing such big games for the first game of the year because everybody's tired of seeing the uh, App State okay. versus Georgia thing, but we're playing these big teams like Alabama played Wisconsin, and you have Auburn playing Louisville. Um, you you got these big games, and then they come back the next week. Take Auburn for instance; they're playing Louisville. That's a that was a pretty highly um, anticipated game, and then they come back the next week and they're playing Jack State, and honestly should have lost that game to Jack State. Um, to me, I think the Jack State coach choked, and we can talk about that um, 
a little <laughs> bit here later when we talk about some things. I really think the Jack State coach choked, and I, I, it makes me wonder if, if we got these games, we got these kids so jacked up, and then we turn around and play a cupcake, and of course there's going to be some down. You know, you're like, oh, relief, let it go, let it go. And I wonder if that was part of the issue that I saw from week one to week two. What do you think? Well, I think the SEC took a big hit. Um, yes, it did. When, yes, you, when it you, is. Talk about, you talk about teams that, that step backwards, you probably aren't thinking of anybody outside the SEC. Um, and I think we're starting to see where the, the rest of the country is starting to catch on to what happened and where to go do your recruiting. You need to go to Florida. You need to go to Texas. You need to go uh, to Georgia, uh, maybe Alabama. I mean, this is where the kids are, okay? Um, Texas is a big, big thing, and, and that's helped um, other teams in SEC, actually, by Texas A&M coming into the conference. It gives us more leeway to go to the state. Um, but um, the fact of the matter is, no one else, no other conference you thought about, man, that conference really went down. You're talking about the SEC. When you win the national championship, what, 10 years in a row or near it, um, right. you, you expect some things there. When, you, when Alabama uh, and Auburn, and I think now Tennessee, I think it was number four, are in the top you know, five in uh, recruiting, you expect things. Um, now you need three or four years to to make them allow them to coach those players up and uh, mature those players up. But yeah, yeah, SEC looked bad. Um, I honestly, honestly thought Tennessee had a chance against Oklahoma, and they did. They had the game, but Tennessee. I'm figuring this out. Well, Tennessee doesn't have the depth. Tennessee got winded by the fourth quarter, and that's the difference in what happened with the Vols and the Sooners on that one. Well, let me ask you this, Paul. Which SEC team game, whether they won or lost, cost them the most? Was it Tennessee? Oh. Was it Arkansas? Was it Auburn? No, it, it was Auburn. Okay. <laughs> no, I was agree with you on that. Arkansas I, I lost to Toledo, and that's embarrassing. But they also have Philip Ely as a quarterback, and you also have, um, oh, what's his name, um, from um, Oregon, who is the, the center now. At uh, at mm-hmm. Toledo, so they had some top notch players. They they came to play yeah. at all. Um, and Arkansas is not back yet. They, they they say they are, and they're better. And they started hitting that stride halfway towards the season uh, last year, but they're not back yet. Uh, Auburn right. was picked to go to the playoffs. I picked them to go to the playoffs. Jeremy Johnson was picked to win the Heisman, and I'm like, what? dude, are you blind? I mean, I, and you and I talked about this I really, this week. <laughs> No, I, I really think that there is something wrong with Jeremy Johnson's eyes, or either he just does not know football, because how in the world does he not see some of the people that are there that he's throwing the ball to? Because it's it's almost the same coverage, same picks that he did in the very first game he did in the second game, and it makes you wonder, does he need glasses or contacts, or does he need to get some LASIK surgery in there, because something is really wrong with his his uh, vision, and I agree with you, Paul, because I picked Auburn to be in my Final Four, and they are not in my in the new updated John Final Four picks right now <laughs> um, because um, they should have lost. They should have lost yeah. when they when when Jack State had the ball and they had it on the uh, next to final drive that they had. They were up on Auburn and a play that they had run twenty five times in the game. And that tore Auburn up and also tore them up the week before in Louisville. They did not run one single time. And that was that little power option type of play. They didn't run it one single time. They went three typical little handoffs, tried to go up the gut against Auburn. And guess what? They stuffed it. Louisville had a punt. It was a shank punt. Auburn comes down to the scores, go to overtime. 
and we know how that game went. I believe Jack State's coach choked there at the end because Auburn should have lost. And I think in everybody's mind, Auburn did lose to Jack State. Even though you oh, yeah. may say it on the scoreboard, they lost to Jack State. I do think they are the ones that took the hit the worst. But if, even if you look at Ohio State, Ohio State, I think I believe they won 31 to nothing. Even them, though, they struggled in their game. Mm-hmm. They struggled in their game. And I think, it, I think a lot of it has to do, you got these big games um, that start on week one and then come back and, and um, kind of fall down. Let me ask you this, you know, since we are talking about um, uh, people seem to be catching up to the SEC, did big, the Big Ten make a statement with Michigan State uh, winning over, over Oregon? They did. They did. I hated it because I had Oregon in my Final Four. Um, I just – I'm still impressed with, um, with Vernon Adams. He still put it oh, together. And he's just one guy, but finger. my goodness. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. Um, but, but yeah, he'll um, – man, Michigan State, uh, uh, D'Antonio, man, that, that, that coach, man, he had them ready. Um, he had them ready. And, um, and they're, they're, they're hard to play. They're tough. Michigan, uh, Michigan State is tough. Um, I mean, he came from the same school of, of uh, coaching that Saban did. And, um, yes. and so uh, you, you find some similarities there, definitely. The intensity there and, and what he expects out of his players. So, um, and, and you would expect Michigan State to be in everybody's top four, but um, but I, I still think they'll probably lose to Ohio State about at years in. So, um, but 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 it's going to be close. That's going to be a game to look at. That's that's actually Ohio State's next game um, <laughs> in December. Is it really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's a, they're not playing any until the end of December, and then um, then they'll finally play a game against uh, somebody. So they'll play Michigan State. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they they definitely did. Um, I, it was close. What thirty-one, twenty-eight? I mean, even with um, all the, um, the the the, uh, the stuff that they had, that Oklahoma, uh, Oregon had to deal with, they still kept it close. So um, uh, I agree. And I, I agree, and I think that is where that is where um, um, I don't think the Big Ten is there at that point. I think they got one team. They got a good other team that's pretty decent in Michigan State, and I really think that's all that they have to be able to push through. I still think the Pac-10 is trying to close the gap with the SEC, and, and I think in some ways they have closed it, um, especially with the way we look. Georgia Georgia didn't look good against Vanderbilt. Um, and the East, I, after last weekend watching this game, watching the game last weekend, I think the East is wide open with about five teams that has a shot to win it. Um, SEC East, Georgia has no passing game. All they have is Chubb to rely on in there in that game. Um, of course, Tennessee losing, South Carolina losing to Kentucky. We'll find out more about Kentucky on Saturday when they play Florida. Um, it's it's uh, yeah, I think it's wide open right now. Even even Alabama, I think we'll find out, and we'll talk about the games when we get into it with, with their test this weekend against Mississippi, which I think they will handle defensive wise. But is this a game that Jake Coker is finally going to have to step up and let's see if he really is the quarterback that the Tide needs? Yeah, this, um, this game, and of course now we're getting into the games for our picks, but um, that Ole Miss-Alabama game, that's going to show somebody's going to have to grow up into the quarterback or it's going to show the, the Tide will definitely be turning and not in a good way. Um, so we'll definitely see how that goes. Um, well, um, we did this last week, and I kind of, I kind of liked it. 
uh, we've kind of already discussed it, uh, what would you buy, what would you sell kind of thing. And I, I guess we sort of already discussed it. Uh, SEC, right now I'm selling it. <laughs> After last week, they're yeah. out. Um, yeah. But they'll end up beating each other up. They'll end up beating each other up. Going down the line, you mentioned a few of them. Um, I'm not so sure Kentucky is there yet. Um, I just think South Carolina is definitely not. I think the old ball coach is in big trouble. Um, I don't think they have a prayer against Georgia this weekend because uh, they can't stop the run, and um, and I think um, Georgia can't throw the ball. So I think that 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 lends itself more towards the Bulldogs side there. Um, so um, that, that's my take on that. I, I agree with you too. I, I'm not even sold. And of course, I'm on the other side when we were talking about LSU and Mississippi State, Mississippi State came back, really tried to make it a game of it there at the end. Um, mm-hmm. We'll find out a little bit more uh, with LSU uh, this weekend. They travel, they, or they play Auburn this weekend. I, I'm interested yeah. to see. And, and I have to say, I have to agree with you. I'm selling the SEC right now as being, um, now teams can get hot, they can fix some things here at the end of the year, but, I, I'm not sure we have a dominant team that can sit here and we can say they can go up and they can challenge Ohio State right now. That's true. Good point. Good point. Um, That's well, complete um, enough to do that. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about a team that was complete on their way, and now they are um, they had to sort of change up quarterbacks because of the situation. It, it's, this year seems like an outbreak of injuries, um, and that's not just a college thing. It's a pro thing. Half the NFL got hurt last Sunday. So um, I know I, I found that interesting. We got uh, and then I want to talk about the pros here in a little bit. But let's go ahead and get the college uh, discussion done here. Um, I got four games. Of course, we already mentioned Kentucky, Florida. I'm going to guess you'd pick Florida. I would too. Um, I, I just don't think Kentucky's quite there yet. Yes, they beat South Carolina, but what's that saying for you? Um, and um, so I, here's the games we have, and here's here's what I'm talking about: the tide changing for this this group, and it's not Alabama, and that is. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They are playing Woo! home in South Bend. They're welcoming in the Georgia Tech nerds. Um, but let me tell you, <laughs> uh, those guys can play some football. They're big. They're fast. They spread it out, and they're going to score some points. Um, and they're getting a lot of love right now. Georgia Tech is. So we want to look at that. We also want to look at the Auburn LSU game. Um, yes, you know it's, it's not quite as cut and dry as it once was, but um, <laughs> you know teams the, the the Jekyll and Hyde situation you got that. Then we have, and I'm putting on this, and I've done this a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm going back to this. I'm going to make a, a, a brash statement about a game, and that is Florida State and um, Boston College game. That is on the, the docket here. So I want to talk about that one, and then we'll finish it up talking about where game day is presently and will begin at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and stay there until about part three or four the next morning because the game starts so stinking late, and that is Ole Miss at Alabama in T-Town, and we'll break that down as well. So, uh, of these four games, John, which one is the most compelling to you? Which one do you think is going to make the biggest statement? Well, um, of course, we've got to talk about the Alabama, and we will see that. I really think... For Georgia Tech, this could make a huge statement for, against Notre Dame. Um, now, Notre Dame, let's say, let's be honest, they're without the quarterback, and they're going to struggle um, with that, and I think they're going to struggle mightily. I think, um, uh, you know, we had talked about them. I had mentioned them maybe possibly breaking into the top four here and just to watch them. I, I'm afraid their season may be done with that. I'm curious to see 
how their backup will do um, in that. Um, Georgia Tech, you and I talked about them a little bit this week. That I'm I'm curious to see how what they're gonna the play they're gonna make in the ACC because right now, um, next to Ole Miss, they are probably the hottest team in college football that far as putting up points because they're they're almost scoring at the same point wise as as um, Ole Miss is, and Ole yeah. Miss is doing it through the air. Um, That's true. And so. It's um, it's kind of interesting that's taking place there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, make some picks here. Let's start with that, that Georgia Tech-Notre uh, Dame game. It is at South Bend. Um, and no more Zaire for Notre Dame. They have come um, Kaiser in there uh, with, like, one game experience, which was last week. Um, you know, he's a talent. He, he can do it, but can he do it against um, – uh, Georgia Tech. The only thing I think the saving grace for Notre Dame is the fact they are at home. Um, yes. If, if this was being played in Atlanta, uh, I'd pick Georgia Tech in two seconds. Not saying I'm not picking Georgia Tech, but I, it, it changes things. But it is in, in the South End. So, um, uh, who do you got in this one, and what do you think? I, I'm, I am cautiously picking Georgia Tech. If Georgia Tech comes out and really makes a statement, I, I'm about to really jump on Georgia Tech's bandwagon, just to be honest with you. Um, yeah, they win this game. They're up high. Yeah, I, I really, really think so. And um, I, I think that, that highly of them right now and, and some of the stuff that they're accomplishing. So I, I, right now I'd have to I'm, – I'm going Georgia Tech. Okay, me too. Um, I think Georgia Tech has it going on, uh, and they're not hurt. Uh, across the board, they're healthy. And they know what they're doing, and they know where they're going, and they're preparing for it. And they know the atmosphere is going to be crazy. But the quarterback, the change was made. And he's good, but he's not experienced. And I think that big game situations, I think for the whole game, I think this will be interesting to see. And I think Georgia Tech wins this game, and they're going to they're gonna skyrocket into everybody's top four after this game's over. Um, okay, let's, let's talk about um, the unranked Boston College. Uh, hosting Florida State University Seminoles, your favorite ACC team. Um, yeah. FSU is ranked number nine in the nation uh, against unranked uh, BC at the Chestnut. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game, John? Well, let me say this. I-, I watched a little bit of the Florida State-South Florida game uh, Saturday. Let's, let's, look, let's just say South Florida didn't have the bodies to be able to match up against um, Florida State. They just didn't have the bodies. If you look at their defensive linemen, they look like me out there standing against, you know, some of our big linemen from Faulkner. That's just kind of what they look <laughs> like out there. They were small, skinny. They were fast, small, skinny things. Everett Golson did not look good in that game. Now, let's give it this. It was raining. It, it was not – the weather conditions were not that good. If Florida State doesn't have Dalvin Cook, who I think you've got to throw in now to some Heisman discussions, even That's though true. I think he, he doesn't need to be into these discussions, if they don't have Dalvin Cook, <laughs> they don't win. They may not even win last week. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, now, does Florida State learn from this? That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. I don't think they're pressing um, right now, which they probably need to be, I don't want to say pressing, but they really need to start taking some things seriously. And and they're only, I think, I believe I saw a seven-and-a-half-point favorite right now against Boston College. So um, this could be upset alert right here. 
in 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 our week in our picks that we're talking about. And oh, yeah. uh, this is Florida State needs to be very careful on this game. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, what did you make a pick, or what do you think? I know what I want to pick. <laughs> I want to pick Boston College to upset them. And um, okay. I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go for it. Boston okay. College with the upset. Okay. They're at home and they're solid. Um, I realize they're not quite on the level of Florida State, but um, I'm I'm picking them too. I, I, and that's why I want to this, this game up here because this is what I think will be our upset game of the week. A few weeks ago, we picked um, uh, Northwestern to beat um, Stanford, and that happened. So let's yep, hope right. the the mojo will continue and see how it goes on that. So we got two games down. We got two left. Um, if Tiffany were in the room, uh, Tiffany Johnson, I'd let her um, try to give us a reason why we need to pick Auburn for this next game. But um, she's not, and I'm not real sure she could say very much that would change my mind on things. Um, Auburn is going down to um, uh, take on LSU Tigers. Swamp. Not the swamp, but that in, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so. But it's not but it's not a night game, which I think is kind of messed up. It's like if Alabama went down there it'd be like nine o'clock at night having to play in the dark. But um you know, it's it's a two thirty kickoff and I'm like, Well, there you go. So that gives all the edge, I think. I think LSU has that edge on night game, but um either way, you're still down there, you're still in Louisiana, so Auburn <laughs> poor Jimmy Johnson. Um Going up against LSU, which we can't say great things about Brandon Harris. You know, you got that quarterback no. that has what was he? What nine out of what twenty one? He didn't do week? anything. I mean, yeah, he didn't do anything. They got a lead. Cornette is their Here's, offense. They yeah, he's just as much as what Georgia's doing, and and mm-hmm. even some mm-hmm. ways I got to say Alabama's doing right now is true. is is they're putting it on the running game. LSU jumped out to the lead. They put the rest on their defense and on the running game to take place. Here's here's what I think. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I do not think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It could be like a 17-14, 14-11. Boy, that would be a safety, I guess, or or a two-point conversion in 14-11. I think it's going to be a close game. Here's what I think what takes place. A lot of people are really ripping a little bit at Will Muschamp. And Muschamp's falling into some of the same trap that he had um, at Florida is that the defense is, is being very solid. It's being good. He's still got some players he has to get. But you can't leave them out there for 80, 85 snaps a game and expect them to mm-hmm. hold up that whole game. First of all, Auburn doesn't have the depth yet to, to be able to do that. They're right. still learning his system. Offensively, they have to do something. And the only offense they really got right now on – for Auburn is is that little uh, running back Peyton Barber, and he gets the majority of his yards in the second half. So mm-hmm. th- they have got to do something. Um, here's the question: You got to ask, how long does does Malzahn stick with Jeremy Johnson? What if he has well, a three interception performance? What else does he have though? Who's number two? Well, the, I agree. We have one. Yeah. Uh, well, you're right. That, that, that comes down to Peyton. Peyton Barber and Fournette, Barber yeah. and Fournette, and Barber is your is your third string running back, by the way, who's doing more than anybody else on the team. So, and then you have to go back and let's compare Johnson to Harris. You know, yep. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, part of the problem. I mean, 
uh, you know, Malzahn wants to spread it out. That's wonderful. That's great. But, dude, you have to um, adjust your offense to the talent, okay? Uh, Cam Newton's not gone. I mean, he, he's gone now. He's out of here. It, right. You don't have Cam Newton anymore, all right? Right. Um, this guy cannot run. If he could, he would. He's not running. Okay, we see that. Everybody knows that. You know, we're not stupid. And, um, and LSU, least of all, is stupid. So they have a quarterback that can run. Okay, if he can't throw it, he's going to run it. And so uh, you've got to give the ups to LSU on the quarterback position there. I, I think you do. I, um, I agree. So. And, and let me tell you something else that, that, that Auburn is also dealing with, that LSU that I don't believe at least nothing has come out is dealing with. Auburn is dealing with some infighting and some struggling that's taking place. I heard this – in fact, I heard this this morning um, driving in into the office, you know, across campus. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that about um, during last week's game, uh, there Auburn is down, and you have players on the sideline upset that and saying, "Coach, put me in. I need my playing time." And they're more worried about themselves than they are about the team. Hey, we got to win this game because this is very embarrassing. What's taking place against Jack State, et cetera, et cetera? Um, mm-hmm. Is is the height? Is the preseason hype getting to Auburn? And at this point, I have to say, yes, it is. Mm. Have to That's say, yes, it is. And, and my pick is LSU in this game. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is the first week, I think, in this entire history of this show that we've actually been together on everything. Um, of course, we we're not been. through yet. We're not through yet. Um, we, uh, but I'm with you. I, I definitely think LSU wins this game. They're at home. Uh, uh, Auburn has so many questions surrounding them, and um, and again LSU does too. But the quarterback is mobile with LSU, and I I just a lot of things are the same. I think defense you're good on both sides. LSU and Auburn both have pretty good defenses, um, but I just think the odds lean more towards LSU in this. So I'm, I'm picking LSU. Hey, I noticed that's what Brett picked too in the chat room, and Brett's been with us except for the FSU. Uh, Boston College game, so we'll we'll have to we'll have to see what takes place in that. But I agree with you, Paul, and and I, this would not surprise me at this start if after this game, if Auburn does lose, that this starts a a spiral for the rest of this year, and they end up somewhere at a at a seven and five uh, record. Yeah, because they yeah, they have a they mm-hmm. have a tough tough. Uh, I mean, got yeah, a tough tough schedule to deal with just in the SEC and so they do um, yeah I'll I'll really, really 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 tough one well uh, that gets us to the last game of the, of the week that we're going to discuss and I was going to try to get uh, Brad on let him give us a little commentary if he has any thoughts on this um, but that leaves us at the 8.15 p.m. start uh, tomorrow night the last game it's almost like we're the Pac-10 uh, it's uh, Ole Miss taking on Alabama uh, and Tuscaloosa, uh, ranked number two according to the AP poll. Alabama, Crimson Tide, um, Chad Kelly, the nephew, um, uh, a former quarterback for the Bills, Kelly. And so uh, let's, um, he looks amazing. Uh, the numbers are amazing. But here's the point that I want to make from the beginning. I, I, I did some research on this. Ole Miss have, has hung 70 points two weeks in a row. That hasn't happened in the last, what, 70, 80 years. So 70 points two weeks in a row um, against 
let's see, UT the Martin. School of the, the, the School for the Deaf and Blind, yes, okay. That's right, UT Martin and Fresno. Um, so congratulations, Ole Miss. You have put 70 points on uh, these two uh, junior colleges um, heading into Tuscaloosa. Let me make this point, too, and this needs to be known. Uh, Chad Kelly pretty much played the whole game. So what does that have to say? Oh, you're scoring all these things. You're you're padding the stats. You're keeping your first string running back, fullback, and um, uh, O line and quarterback in there. I mean, of course you're going to put up seventy points. Give me a break. Um, you should play somebody. So I think they're finally going to play somebody um, in Alabama now. Is the quarterback situation firm, ready to go, and Alabama has no questions? Absolutely not. It's a mess. Um, I actually went to the game last week. I got to see both Cooper Bateman play and uh, Jake Coker. And um, there is a difference, John, uh, in real life. There is a difference between those guys. Jake Coker is a pocket passer. Cooper Bateman is an athlete. That guy can throw Mm -hmm. it. He can run it. Uh, They both can throw interceptions. We know that. We saw that last week. But – I just think it's it's youth just really in a hurry trying to do too much. But um, I think one of those guys is going to have to grow up in this game or it's going to look bad for Bama. Um, I think um, defenses are going to be pretty equal on both sides. Um, but, um, you know, that, that's sort of what I have on this so far. John, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts uh, kind of going in this game um, is, is probably more the – there are two questions. Is – First one is, is Ole Miss, you know, because they've been playing high school teams, are they, do they look as good because they're playing high school teams, or are they really seriously legit this good to be able to go? And I, I've got to tell you, Paul, I, I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold that they are. Um, I think that their, their scoring average for the year is about to come drastically down. Um, mm-hmm. because now they're going against Alabama. Uh, now, the biggest question is on Alabama's sideline, who's going to throw that ball? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, it's amazing to me how many, how many teams in the, in the SEC are having quarterback questions still in the third game um, <laughs> of the season. Um, all, nearly, uh, <laughs> nearly all of them are, um, whether it's somebody playing two, whether it's some like the situation in Auburn and Georgia about – well, how they're not getting the job done, you know. Uh, wow, how many SEC teams having quarterback questions? Um, uh, one thing I think that they do have that um, gives, in my opinion, you got two things to give Alabama the edge. Number one, they're playing at home, and that stadium is going to be rocking tonight or tomorrow night. Um, I agree with you, Brett. Absolutely, running game is not a question with either um, with either uh, Drake or Henry. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think uh, Henry is a guy that's going to be in New York at the end of the year. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I, I was thinking about it this morning because I'm, you know, you know, I'm a big, huge Chubb fan, uh, just in everything he's accomplishing. And I look at Chubb and Henry, and can you really separate them? One's one A, and one's one A. I mean, there's really not, not. I don't mm-hmm. think that big of a difference good. between the two. And I think right now that's what gives. Um, Alabama the edge because Alabama, if we get into a ground out game, at least they got the old line that that is doing decent, and you got that running game, that freaking nature Henry that is like a man beast 
that it's hard to bring down. And so I give it to them. That's the edge I give, and that's why I'm going with Bama. Um, until Ole oh. Miss can show me they can do this, until they can show me that they can do this against a team that's not um, in 2A in the state of Alabama, um, then that's fine. That's why I'm going it's been with Ole 30 years. It's 30, been 30 years since Ole Miss has won in Tuscaloosa. Well, um, about to be thirty. It's about to be thirty-one. Yeah. Well, and and I'm I'm happy about your pick. It's awesome. Um, well, just to piggyback on what you said about the the running game for Alabama, um, the difference between Chubb and um, Henry is Chubb is all by himself. God yeah. bless. I mean, he's really by himself. There Absolutely. is no passing game. There is no backup running back. He is their offense. Uh, and this will get into the game on October 3rd. Um, Henry, Absolutely. Henry, it, it, as you said, beast mode. I mean, he's awesome. But you also have Drake, that is um, the Reggie Bush of Alabama. Um, and Lane Kiffin even said that what he's treating him like. So you have that weapon. You've got three really good wide receivers if we can just get the ball to them and figure out who the mm-hmm. quarterback is to get it. To, so you actually – the passing game isn't bad at Alabama. It's just not uh, prolific. I mean, it's not just crazy awesome. But I think they can do it. I think there's other options there where Henry doesn't have to kill himself. And um, so that's – I think it goes back to those days. I think it goes back to those days of like your Greg McElroy type days um, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. – I'm not asking you to go out here and throw for 350 yards. I'm asking you to go out right. here – balance this out, don't make stupid mistakes, control this game, and we'll handle this and win. That's what I think that this, that this offense is going to turn into by the end of the year. And needs to and I really, You're right. You're absolutely right. And, and, um, and that's exactly what's going on right now. Now, I realize Bama hadn't played the heaviest of competition, but they've definitely played, played heavier than Ole Miss has. And they've done Correct. just that. Jay Coker has been in the game long enough to put the game away and let everybody else come in. That's all there is to it. And that's all there is to it. Right. Uh, I, I was sitting next to somebody at the game last week. I said, um, second half, um, Cooper Beckman comes in. You just watch. And it happened because he put it away. They went by three touchdowns. They weren't going to score any more touchdowns unless something weird happened, which it did. But anyway, there's that. This is going on and on. I need to finish this up. Uh, Ole Miss, I'd like to remind you of something. It's called 2014. Uh, everybody said that you'd be it. You'd be in the SEC championship game. You'd go to the Final Four. Um, don't forget about 2014. Um, I don't think you're there yet. I think you're good. I think Chad Kelly's awesome. And I do think that you will probably, for the first time in history, make it to the championship game within the next while Chad Kelly is here. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Um, I'm not saying that Alabama's a dominant force, but I do think that this night they're going to be able to take care of business. And I think they'll probably just win it maybe by a touchdown. Uh, If it comes down to the kicking game, Alabama, I love you, but you're in trouble. Because <laughs> Griffin may or may not make it. I'm just saying he's missed about four or five in a row. So, so please, please win that by a touchdown. And so I'll pick Bama for that reason. Right. I agree. Okay. Well, uh, John, how does your final four look right now? Well, Paul, let, let me tell you what my final four is as of this week. However, I do want to caution. I, I am going to put a little asterisk by what I'm about to say. Okay. We are sitting here and we are talking on November. On November, this is uh, September 18th, and we are at 10:58 in the morning. So, so mark this down, folks. 
that I said this first, and, mm-hmm. and I understand this about what I'm about to say is blasphemy, Paul. And I understand Uh-oh. you may have a heart attack, but we got the AED ready for you. Oh my this goodness. could be a year, this will not surprise me, if this could be a year that the SEC is left out. Oh, my goodness. And just, just, unless oh. one of these teams really steps up here, it would not surprise me because these other people aren't going to be playing some of the same people that the SEC is going to play, and the SEC is going to knock the fire out of each other, and you're going to have mm-hmm. your Ohio States and your TCUs and your USCs and your Georgia Techs, and they're going to be sitting there and possibly undefeated, and what are you going to do? Are you going to put those four teams that are undefeated, let's say if it happens, versus a two-loss or a one-loss SEC team? That's where your chat, That's where your question is going to come because there's already so much anti-SEC bias in, in, in America where you have players talking about it, you have coaches talking about it, you have media talking about it. I said it here that if something doesn't change, this could be the first year you can see that there will be no SEC team in the 14 playoffs. Now, hmm. with that said, here are my current Final Four teams. is Ohio State, oh Alabama, TCU, and USC. Dude, you're so drinking that USC Kool-Aid. Where is that coming from? I am. I'm looking at either huh. going to be USC, UCLA <laughs> from that side. I yeah. really am. I like UCLA. I look at it coming from one of those. Yes, I do too. I do yeah. too, and so I don't count those out. With with my next two teams uh, would be a UCLA, um, Georgia Tech sitting over there. Where's your side. Where's your ACC? Do you think the ACC does to themselves what the SEC will do in beating each other up? Is that what you're thinking? I think so. I really think that there's a great chance with that, um, except for the fact that um, I, 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 I think Clemson will lose. Um, I think Georgia Tech, if they are as solid as I think they mm. are, uh, I think they have the best chance of going undefeated in mm. in their in their conference. But I do think that there's a very good chance, like you said, they'll cannibalize each other. Yeah. Uh, man. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I, I'm kind of shocked you put Alabama in there. That if if SEC makes it, it's Bama. That, that's that's interesting. I, I think that. They probably have the least amount of questions. They've got the quarterback issue, yes, but like you just sat there, they got the defense, they got the running game, they got the receiver, they got the O-line. They just got to make sure they can get somebody uh, to go uh, to it. That's why um, I think there is um, that chance. Georgia's too many questions. Tennessee, I think they, they're, they're out. Um, Auburn, they're out. question is LSU. Um, LSU could be kind of a, uh, a similar situation to Alabama. And, of course, we'll be answering mm-hmm. that question soon enough in the season. Yeah, the third, the third Saturday of – no, actually, third Saturday of October is Alabama, Tennessee. Tennessee. But the third yeah. – uh, yeah. But um, – and that's also been on the fourth week, which is kind of weird. We still call it the third Saturday of October. But um, the third Saturday of November, I think, early November – um, Alabama plays LSU. That game will determine who's going to be that fourth that spot in the in the, um, um, the final four. In fact, I have SEC with an arrow that says LSU or Bama, um, and I think it comes out of those two. My other three is TCU, okay, because they're going to beat they're going to beat Baylor, um, and um, Ohio State, of course, because they don't play anybody, 
Okay. And I got Clemson. I got Clemson. I think uh, you they can beat Georgia Clemson. Tech. Yeah, I do. Well, I've had them all year, so I'm I'm, I'm at least going to keep that there. I've dropped um, Auburn out of it, and so yeah. um, I had to go a different direction because when you're when your quarterback needs a, a seeing eye dog, then you definitely have a problem on your offense. So, <laughs> um, Good thing Tiffany's not on the radio today. Yeah, that's true. I kind of wish you would. Uh, okay, so I have Derrick Henry and Josh Rosen as, and Boykin as my three in um, Ooh, okay. in okay. Uh, uh, New York, and that'll keep that rolling. Ah, I know Chubb needs okay. to be there, but poor Chubb. I mean, when they lose a game, they're not going to consider him anymore. Bless. Well, I still got I still got Chubb. I have um, Henry and a third person I'm going to bring in. I'm going all running back. Um, I'm bringing in Dalvin Cook right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely after last week. Good job on that one. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, we've covered it all. We're down to the end of the hour. Um, is there anything we haven't talked about we need to discuss this week? I don't think so. I think I think we really nailed it. Yeah, we did. Uh, we look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, we hope that your team wins this weekend. Uh, we've I got a lot of people on, on campus. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do hope that Florida um, uh, defeats Kentucky. I don't think there'll be a trouble there. Uh, it should be a good game, though. Should be good. I think it's. I think so. I think this is the weekend we determine who the quarterback is. Yeah, definitely. And, and we go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not on Bama's schedule, so I hope to, to see them in the in Atlanta at the end of the year. So we'll see what happens with that. I do too. If they do, we'll have to make the drive over. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be, we, should, we should do that. Yes. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, John, you want to take us out of here? Hey, guys, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we do hope you pull for your team. Keep it safe. Um, we hope if you are in town next weekend, you are coming to uh, Faulkner. Try to make plans for our, our opening uh, home game of the year. And uh, uh, be safe and God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.